Hello and welcome to the DKM podcast, episode 41. I'm here with my co-hosts, Danny and Marcos. How are you guys doing today? Chilling, enjoying um enjoying the night, Labor Day weekend coming up. Yeah, doing pretty good. Doing good. Can't complain really. So uh been having some, you know, issues with my gigabyte stuff. You guys want to hear some updates? Have you uh, gone to therapy about it yet? Oh man, dude. So let's let's just say I've not only gone to therapy, I've also gone to rehab and I've gone to prison too. Oh, well, you know, Kenny, the the the, tra- the road is very rocky, but you know that we're here for you. Oh, I know. We're all here you know, for I you. Love this you development guys. arc in the anime is pretty cool. This character development arc, I'm kind of enjoying it. <laughs> Yeah, I hope they don't retcon this shit later because it's really gonna hurt the character development. Dude, seriously though, especially after everything got hacked and now things are starting to recover. I yeah, hope they don't retcon it in the new movie. Yeah. So, um, here's an update. I was able to reach somebody at Gigabyte. First and foremost, this gentleman That's was super freaking nice. It wasn't customer service. I had to go to the sales department in order to get in hold with somebody apparently the customer service is so backed up they're backed up for a whole month and so is mm-hmm. rma so i'm not going to be seeing my graphics card for a whole nother month at least another month damn dude like rip my dreams rip my hopes and rip my uh my everything really can we get some f's in the chat please can we get some P's in the chat, too? What, you want P's and Q's now? Hell yeah. All I know is that I think you told me about someone waiting five months for their whole gigabyte PC. Dude, yeah. So there, I, I was looking up forums on, like, people not, like, customer service not responding. Somebody's like, I sent in my PC five months ago. When am I getting my PC back, gigabyte? I was like, holy crap. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, uh, yeah, so Gigabyte's a real shit show right now. Mm-hmm. Have you guys, you guys aren't going to question that? Okay. Oh, um, no, no, I, I was, I thought Marcos was saying something. I was like, when... I thought, well, I thought you cut out for a moment. I'm like, what? No, What's happening? No, uh, it's just, it's no, just a real fine, shit show. Fine. So oh. like. No, yeah, I get, yeah, I understand. Honestly, though, man, like, like I said, with most computer things and computer parts, it's been, um, I just haven't been really following most of this crap because everything is so overpriced and everything is. Well, like, yeah, so, but I like, mean, not it's not even just like right it's not even graphics cards. It's just the fact that like Gigabyte as a company is just pooping on themselves. So, right, because they got you know they got ruined by you know existential so- forces that you yeah. know, they have no control over essentially. Like, that's what sucks, because this wasn't like, oh, it's a market thing. It's just, no, you guys got fucked with, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Um. so, I mean, so what really happened was that Gigabyte, you know, they had their hack, and then then on top of that, they had uh, a video publicized by uh, Gamers Nexus, you know, Steve from Gamers Nexus. Everybody watches Gamers Nexus. Um, He, he did a video on... PSU is exploding. And Gigabyte, right? Yeah, Gigabyte PSU is exploding. Okay. And uh you know, the the issue was that uh what's it called? That uh they're exploding, you know what I mean? It's not like they're exploding over like 60%. Some of them are coming in dead on arrival. 
and then some of them are, you know, normal. They're working perfectly fine. Anyways, they had like seven units. Most of them exploded. And then they did a seven like a speed yeah. run. It was it was uh, I think it was called the GPP seven hundred or seven fifty and eight fifty mm-hmm. PSUs that they have. And yeah. uh, dude, oh my god, Gigabyte! Like they stepped on their own foot afterwards after the the video was publicized. They took a shot at Gamers Nexus, saying like, "Oh, it's the it's the media outlets that aren't doing real world scenarios." Which they are. They're doing, like, lab testing scenarios. Okay. And, um... They did a speed run on how fast they can blow up a PSU. And they were just using them, like, like as planned. They weren't, like, purposely, actively trying to cause a, a reaction, right? What? The... The explosion? The, the guys who were testing this out. Like, were they, like, purposely trying to, like, cause... Like, a high demand on this thing. So, they found out that the overcurrent protection was set at 150%. Mm. And that was the issue. It needed to be reduced to 120% to 110%. And then, on top of that... And, of course, you can't do that. You have to... Yeah, the recall it. on the manufacturer. Right. All right. Okay. So, yeah. So, long story short, these guys are saying, hey, you guys have these power supplies that are dangerous that could damage and fry entire systems, including other people's components. Um, it's really bad. And, you know, rather than uh, – gig- you said it was Gigabyte, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, they Rather than just like, okay, we acknowledge the issue. We're going to fix it. Um, let's – let me call out the people that, you know, outed out uh, – outed us out, essentially. That's fucking funny. That That's funny. And that's messed up. Oh well, well you know that's that sucks that uh well it sucks that you're gonna be stuck without a graphics card from them for a little bit, um but you know we only hope that eventually this issue would get resolved, uh, especially with gigabyte but, uh, stuff. I just got gigabyte thirty eighty ti and the gigabyte motherboard a beefy one, so things are not um what do you call it things? So yeah, I'm avoiding <laughs> gigabyte. Let's just let's just put that in perspective. Yeah. Avoiding gigabyte. Um, but anyways, uh, let's, uh, move on to a next topic now, actually, because, uh, as you guys probably heard, um, the new Horizon Zero Dawn game is, is coming out pretty soon, I believe, right? Or, yeah, is Horizon for Forbidden West, it's, uh, February 18th of 2022. Okay. I haven't played, uh, the first Horizon game, I know it just got released on PC, so I should probably take a look at that, but if you guys haven't heard yet, um, Horizon uh, Zero Dawn Forbidden West is getting a dual release. It's coming out on both PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. Um, And, of course, the main question a lot of people are asking with this current generation is like, okay, can I buy the last generation copy of the game and then later be upgraded for either a fee or for free um, to the next generation? Because I think that with the whole upgrade path is sort of like kind of redundant if you think about it because there's so many games already that are backwards compatible. It's not like, okay, you could pick the upgrade path because you want to play a PS5 version, you just want to play a better version of the game. Yeah, exactly. Like I could play Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and Spider-Man PS4 on my PlayStation 5 just fine. Like mm-hmm. for example, with Ghost of Tsushima, Ghost of Tsushima, we talked about this a couple of po- episodes ago, where um, you know they're trying to sell you this director's cut is with extra content, and I feel like that I haven't played the director's co- uh, cut content yet, so I can't really judge like how much the upgrade path is worth it. But it's sort of it's a hard yeah. sell for a lot of people because it's like, well, you already made the game run at sixty eight exactly, on, on and it game. already looks like it's at running at four K anyway. So mm-hmm. who needs a checkerboarded four right. K? 
Right. So people are kind of like, well, what's the incentive? So now they have to debate on like betting, getting better content or things like that. Well, here's my um, thing. So Why not on... just do what Xbox does? Smart delivery. I mean, with smart, smart delivery is yeah, such a good answer to upgrades. I agree. I think I, I think that that should be the thing we should look at. So what Horizon situation is that they're not offering a free upgrade path at all unless you get their super expensive like 175 to 275 I believe um special and collectors editions yeah. which I just find that kind of like okay so you essentially have I eventually have to hit triple digits in order to get your copy of your game on the platform I want and what I thought about this in perspective is that clearly people want PlayStation 5s I mean that's just the thing now you know like it's not like a situation where it's like well if you get the new system you can't play the last generation you could play the last generation games just fine on on your playstation 5 so a lot of people are looking at this playstation 5 as just a clear upgrade so i'm more concerned and curious about how many people are just going to be like i'm not going to bother you know getting a playstation 4 copy of horizon unless i get a playstation 5 because there's no incentive like i bought like the launch edition of miles morales for 40 dollars purely on the basis like well if at least if i get uh, get a playstation 5 i get to upgrade it to the ps5 for free you know yeah of course and another thing is like what is it like now xbox has you know uh senua's sacrifice just got another update apparently they added ray tracing to the game and um it's running at 60 frames with ray tracing enabled or 120 without it and they added more particle effects and stuff like that but it was through smart delivery when they updated this this game so like the way it works no extra charge yeah no exactly well, it was just yeah. like a free update like oh we just we just did that and i think that's pretty impressive i give mad props to that it's like a, a regular patch at, essentially at the that's what it, that's essentially um, what it is so when you go and you go to play the game it'll say this game needs to be upgraded so you click upgrade and then it'll start downloading the update for you know the next gen patch I'm assuming that you could still play these games even without the next gen. You can, you can. So if you didn't want it to be like next generation, um, I think before, I don't even know anymore now because now that I'm thinking about it, when you download it, it automatically downloads the best version of the game. Oh, I was I was thinking more like in a disc based scenario where it's like maybe you're not connected to the. Oh internet. yeah, then yeah, you can play the original copy of the game. It won't be the the upgraded okay. version. So if you have if you're offline and you're not on and you're on a disc, then yeah, obviously it's gonna download the disc version of the game. I'm not sure what a yeah, so, game studio, the people who made uh who developed the Horizon Zero Dawn. I haven't seen what their PR team has said about this whole upgrading yeah, thing. Apparently yeah, the it came whole, yeah, the out whole yesterday. The whole this whole fiasco came out yesterday with the upgrading issue, but a lot of Sony fans are starting to give Sony like a real big issue about this because it's like you look at Xbox, you look at their model, you look at their Game Pass, you look at how they're delivering upgrades to their consoles, and it's like man, you know Sony is just so convoluted. You need to spend ten dollars here or thirty dollars over here, twenty dollars over here to upgrade your game. Then you might download yeah, the wrong. Diming you with Xbox, it's been very like cut and dry. It's like, hey, here's a free upgrade. You don't even got to sweat about it. You just put the, you play the game like normal, and then yeah. oh, we got an update for you. Now it's like, well, if you you know you could get the better version, but you know we need to get our cut out. Yeah, of it. exactly. That's uh, I guess that's that's really. I, I view it more with um, if you look back at the 360 era, um, 
in the PlayStation 3 era. Uh, PlayStation and I think the Wii was out during this era as well. They wanted to do cross-platforming or something along those lines, but Xbox being the big daddy console of that generation said, mm, no, nah, we're not going to do it. Now PlayStation 4 and last gen arguably won, I think, because of everything, like how it first was re- announced, obviously, without a connect, without a... Uh, with with proper game sharing, like physical discs and stuff. And now PS5, obviously, is, at, at least at this point, is gaining more momentum as a console as a whole, hardware and software, just because people wanted the PS5. And you can even look at when it comes to scalpers. It's a lot harder to come by oh, a PS5 than it is an Xbox with? One, Xbox Series X or S. My bad. What, uh, what happened with what? With Austin Evans' video, apparently scalpers are now upping their price because they have the old version of the console which seems to be quote-unquote better even though there's, there's like the, probably uh, no different yeah the i don't i don't really believe that he'd think could be worse or better i think that what was it you can get similar temperatures when you change out for like a i, I forgot who uses this example but it could still be the same the same cooling technique but mm-hmm. they're just taking the temperature off the exhaust they're not measuring the actual internals of it so just because exactly. it's a two degree celsius increase through the exhaust that doesn't generally mean that the console itself is hotter as a whole but yeah i just i don't think that uh like like sony's trying to play hardball um much like how the 360 played hardball with microsoft played hardball with the 360 when it comes to cross platforms because they just feel like they're on top so I to tell you the truth, people are still gonna buy uh, this 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 newer um, version of the game of Horizon. People are gonna buy like even if Miles Morales didn't have the uh, the free upgrade. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like yeah, it's just gonna it's it's going to uh, uh, what do you call it? People are just still gonna buy it just to buy it because it's on a new console. People are gonna pay that seventy dollar price tag because um, yeah, it's they want to have their they want to have that YouTube thumbnail and titles like PS5 gameplay first viewing, you know. Yeah. yeah. Like there's a reason why people look at like gaming channels, look at, you know, console purchases that are ridiculously expensive and even paying scalper prices because to them that's a business event uh, uh, investment. Yeah. Like, yeah, I paid $1000 for my PlayStation 5, but I probably made 5 grand back on my Twitch stream because people really want to watch me play Spider-Man on PlayStation 5 with ray tracing. Right. Or they just want to see the new, uh, what was it, Spider-Man Remastered on oh, yeah, Spider-Man ray tracing because it looks, remastered. it does look good. It looks great. It, it looks uh, really good. So like, apparently the the lead developer for that graduated from from my college. Kind of cool. Neat. All I know is is that, uh, this is something from Horizon you would expect to see from 2K and FIFA because that's exactly yeah. what 2K did with uh, the Black Mamba, uh, B- Mamba edition, you know, tribute to Kobe Bryant, you know, rest in peace. But it 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 did something similar and people were upset about it. But honestly, people are still going to buy it just to buy oh, it. Oh, yeah, just like Call of Duty, just like, you know, the whole, uh, what's it called? The whole boy, quote unquote boycott of Call of Duty and Blizzard and Activision. People are still going to buy Call of Duty. It's just going to well, happen. Course. And then you're still going to have those people that defend, you know, these companies, which makes no sense. I don't think it's, they're, well, they're just yeah. trying to siphon money out of your wallet. I don't think it's defend. I think it's more about like, I'm already Damage so control. invested into this game. No, they're already vested into the into this game. So like, yeah, like some people don't no, don't like, like what's you can happening. Play your modern warfare, but I'm talking about buying the new Call of Duty, like supporting their oh, okay. new developments, like 
getting Diablo 2 remastered or getting Call of Duty Vanguard. Right. Honestly, like, I wanted to get Diablo 2 remastered, but once I saw this was happening, I'm like, eh. Then again, like, I guess I can talk myself out of uh, feeling bad when it comes to buying Activision games because it has the mm-hmm. Activision label, not the Activision Blizzard label or the Blizzard label. Because, well, yeah, that's I guess that's one way to look at it, just a, a, as a cop-out. I would protest because I'm mad at them making every Activision active development studio as a part of the Call of Duty team. So the fact <laughs> we're probably not going to get another Crash game makes me die a little inside. <laughs> so I'm mostly um, more upset so. about the anti-cheat system in, in Call of Duty. That doesn't exist. With the lack thereof. Yeah. <laughs> so Marcos. The lack thereof. What? And Danny, you guys were talking about Fortnite earlier. Oh, Fortnite? Yeah, last week. We're, t- we're playing Fortnite? Yeah, last week. Where are we dropping, boys? Well, we're, the MLK, dropping we're dropping the, MLK the Washington event. Monument. <laughs> Washington, what? That's that's new map got added. Fucking finally, dude. <laughs> yeah. So uh, these crossover events are getting kooky, aren't so they? So, just a quick update um, for those who uh, aren't aware: the uh, what do you call it? Uh, Fortnite Epic as a whole wanted to do a uh, to reach a younger audience. Well, Time Magazine. Right, is... right, with Time Magazine, using the Martha Luther King's, uh, I forgot which foundation it is. I don't know if it was the non-profit. No, it was the profit one that was run by Martha Luther King III. Um, they did something with Time in order to do something with this, to, to work with Epic, to have MLK on, um, what do you call it, on well, Fortnite, to spread the message around and whatnot. Well... Uh, to teach them kids, you know? Right. So he, here's here's the thing. the I, I get the sentiment, right? That's that's nice that you're trying to teach history, American history, in such a way where um, minorities have been subjugated to such discrimination and such um, nasty behavior that, are, that was sanctioned by the government and led by the government. So this institutionalized racism basically just became a a a something of americans tainted history and i'm glad that they're teaching it some way somehow but yeah. on Fortnite, it's just uh, so they banned certain certain skins they banned cer- uh, like a good amount of emotes but here's the problem though there's a backlash unironic like no pun intended actually you know what forget it pun intended there was a backlash <laughs> Because um, there's a DC event happening with uh, Catwoman, Wonder Woman um, in the um, in Fortnite, and they can't get rid of those emojis, or being emojis, emotes, for the, whatever contract of DC thing is. So we all know that Wonder Woman has her lasso, but Catwoman has her whip, and people was able to use <laughs> the um, Catwoman whip and lashings. Uh, during the MLK event, so when MLK is giving his speech in front of Washington Monument, you know the, the whole fame is, uh, "I have a dream, free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty God, free at last." Uh, don't judge. A, the, I, I want to live in a world where my children are not judged by the, the color of their skin, but the content of the character. Yada yada yada. But people are just throwing the whips out there, and it was a very, <laughs> very like uh, it was a pretty iffy situation. Like it's like it's not. It's a bit of a yikes. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a it's a bit of a yikes, and I I think these guys didn't have like. The proper like I always find it hilarious when companies like try to do this thing where it's like all feel good and stuff and they don't quite get how the internet works. Like well, people are gonna fuck with you no matter can what. Can we just like refer back to you know Gay Pride Month and uh, <laughs> the Ivy DC skin or DC thing? Wait, the what? Where you had to beat the, the shit out of Ivy? 
Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the beating the shit out of it always has to do with funny. DC, doesn't oh, it? Oh like, no, the event that was no wait. No, it was it was DC. It was Poison. No, no, no. Yeah. What game was it? What game was it? I'm trying Injustice to Two. Injustice. That's what it was. Injustice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the mobile game. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, it, it's just that companies like they try their best to like you know get into gaming and they, they think like oh let's just do this feel good moment but it's like people are gonna fuck with it you gotta like you gotta have like the foresight and be like okay what are people gonna do with this what is the potential with it it's like whenever they do online polls like i was you know i was watching internet historian not that long ago about like oh we're gonna do an online poll for where justin bieber should perform and then like they they 4chan took all of the votes and they voted all for north korea north korea won but they pussied out in the last minute and i was like well fuck you then <laughs> but yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like, I, I believe that they had really good intentions. I think they, you know, they sat down in the boardroom like, you know, we need to, how do we, how do we get this message across to kids and kids like Fortnite, right? But who also plays Fortnite? It's a bunch of immature kids. So they're going to do some fucking like really stupid shit, you know? You well, much, like something with, bad. much like with any company, obviously Fortnite wanted to get money out of this. Time probably paid them and Time wanted to get some some and even the Martin Luther King estate, I forgot what what they called it, but uh, the the for profit organization um, wanted a wanted you know sub recognition obviously and also spread the message to, to kids, which is which is a noble mm-hmm. um, gesture, a noble act, you know, uh, telling people about American history as a whole, and that's cool. But it's just uh, Fortnite of all games, the, the the comedic like out of all the BRs, obviously. Fortnite is very comedic. It's like there's no blood. There's no, I think it's just I don't think you should put your fucking, you know, anti-racism message or moment in history in a fucking video game like oh, at all. In fact, I can't think of I remember another thing that was a big backlash. So you know how on the loading screen for most games it tells you, "Hey, like like a, like a message, like game tips or whatever." Yeah, like oh, like tips. Yeah, you know, so right? um the game tips for the Martin Luther King event, it had Rick and Morty. It, they were still doing the Rick and Morty event, right? But the problem didn't come with the, um, what do you call it? With so much the loading screen, even though the loading screen isn't that serious, people were thinking they were going to change the, the loading screen to a Martin Luther King styled loading screen. But the tips said, hey, headshots does more damage than when you're shooting him somewhere. That's so fucked yeah, up. Yeah, so stuff like that. I'm like, Really? You're like it's cool that you're celebrating as a fan, but you still have the whip emoji, the emote. You have the um, you have what's this thing called? Uh, headshot tips saying, "Hey, headshot does some more damage," and um, it's just like, uh, it's just pretty cringe. But I guess we can live it with that. Obviously, take that with with whatever you will. Obviously, it's not, it's not um, it it wasn't smart. There wasn't any hindsight in this. It's a bit of a yikes. It's a bit of a yikes. It's a bit of a. A bit of a corporate fuck But up things moment. with yeah, corporate cool. mess ups and yike moments. Pokemon is not considered an adult game, guys. I hope you knew that. So <laughs> I fucking <laughs> knew it. Yeah, ever since that. The, is that the why Boreon everybody ships freaking ships Misty and, and Ash all the time? No, 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 no. Ever since the Vaporeon meme came around, yeah, that um, that copy oh, pasta. Oh, he doesn't know. Oh my god! So know. they finally approved my por- my Pokemon pornography game. Thank the fucking god. Pokemon copy so much bank. Pokemon copy pasta where they say Vaporeon has the closest reproductive uh area for humans oh, and yeah, it's it, it's it's a it's a it's a meme. I still think about the TF2 game about that shit is the funniest mm-hmm. thing ever. Please yep. just cap the point. I want I want this to end. So Peggy uh, started going in hard with the whole casino, the whole uh, environment when it comes to casino, when it comes to kids being involved in these games. So anything that has a casino atmosphere or specifically, I think 
it turns into a PEGI 18, which the ESRB equivalent is A, AO, which is adults only, uh, which is 18 plus. Mm-hmm is um if it teaches you how to play the game like a a uh, gambling game so blackjack wouldn't uh blackjack isn't considered gambling nor is poker but if it teaches you how to play slot machines if it teaches you how to play roulette uh these are gambling um topics the one thing i w- is that it will turn it into a peggy 18 because of that um pokemon has their own casinos in i think most is not all games and they use your little pokey dollars and you can go ahead and use your in-game currency it teaches you to hit the slot machine and boom you you get a new um you get to see if you i thought that was only like a gen one thing uh gen three had it gen four had it i'm only assuming that it's been a while i can only assume that most of them have a casino like game or a a a gambling sort of thing Mm -hmm. but now because of this pokemon blue Oh yeah, Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow are now considered Peggy Twelve. Obviously, these games predate the um, what do you call it? Predate the uh, yeah, rating. yeah, that that rating. But because of that, um, uh, what do you call it? Because of that, they're not considered Peggy Twelve. But we already know that uh, Leaf Green and Fire Red exists, and those aren't affected. But much like how we had Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, um. Uh, just because we had let's go Pikachu, and let's go Eevee, right? That is a like like a very every ten years they do like a game thing, right? Like a like a like a remaster, a remastered of, of an older game, right? Or a so if they make a new one, now we're doing that with Gen Four. Yeah. So if they make a new one, right, a new Gen One game that has that casino, automatically Peggy, eighteen. Nice. So it goes on the shelf next to Yakuza. <laughs> So what's funny is uh, that uh, uh, when it comes to uh, what do you call it, FIFA and the loot boxes, which is exactly like a gambling mechanic where you put actual real life money in it. Um, well, you get you 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 actually put in money in it, you gamble, and what do you get out of it? Just the same thing as you would get a casino. That's still considered Peggy three, which our equivalent is Peggy. Uh, I mean, ESRB rated E for everyone. Uh, so all, all I'm saying yeah. is, is that the yeah, irony super, super ironic. I don't understand why it's happening that way, but uh, it's just, it's pathetic, but yeah, uh, Pokemon. So yeah, uh, Pokemon peg, uh, red, blue, and yellow, uh, any Pokemon game that has a casino environment where it teaches you how to gamble. Peggy 12, if it exists right now, Peggy 12. But any new games that has, like, if it, if it gets remastered, any games get remastered, it's going to become a Peggy uh, 18. So maybe this new Pokemon uh, remastered for Pokemon Diamond and Pearl might be a Peggy 18 because of their new the new rating systems. Who knows? Who knows? But uh, what do you guys think it's about It's just it? so funny to me is that, like, they're going to put a rating on that, Honestly, but yet they still allow FIFA games that use actual real-life currency, and it's still... Like, that's just Bro, weird to me. It's like, okay, I'm all for, like, okay, want to put in the background, like, there's real-life microtransactions as use a real-life currency. Okay, fine. Let your kids and even the parents know they can't control that shit. But to pull up a double standard and be like, no, Pokemon's be teaching these games. Like, well, Pokemon doesn't make you spend actual money 
unlike other games like fucking Crash, you know, games that are marketed towards children, like, you know, Crash Team Racing. Like, that's a good example right there. That was a game that launched without microtransactions, and then, bam, they pull a 180, yeah. and now there's all these fucking microtransactions through the Wampa Coin system. Yeah, it's pathetic. It's uh, it's pretty double. The, the one thing. No, no, I was just saying oh, it's I'm double sorry. standards. I will say though. Well, we can also talk about like how Halo and all that stuff is also considered gambling, especially Halo Five with their rec packs, and Black Ops Three with their right, but you know, gambling packs, their gobble gums or whatever. No, 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 no. The they're, crates, not dude. It's all about the crates. The other one, they're. Uh, right yeah, and, and that's like the thing i'm saying is that, like i'm not against or... the idea of like okay adding a little sticker on the back saying like hey this game does have microtransactions and it does you know it, it does have gambling mechanics that are actual gambling mechanics um that yeah. that should be a fair warning um i just think that like changing the entire age rating about that and not even understanding the context of the situation like okay if a game has gambling but you spend actual money in it that's different than you're spending a fake currency you can't buy um, yeah. just to like wrap it up, I guess much like how there's a rating system for like actual alcoholic references, like Kingdom Hearts Tech yeah. Two had alcoholic references, but it didn't change it like it's it's rating all that much, like at all. It was just like, hey, it has some blood, some alcoholic references, but that, like it doesn't make it into an automatic rated M game. But you could say simulated gambling, right? Or um. Uh, because it's using in-game currency and it teaches you a little bit how to gamble. Like, I, I get what they're trying to do with Peggy with, like, hey, it's trying to like, trick your brain into gambling, but that's, right. honestly, it's whatever. It's it, it's, a, it's a weird system that they're putting in place. I'm not sure if it's going to affect, it. like, other companies are going to sue now because, obviously, like, when when there's a rated M or rated A or Peggy 18 or Peggy 17 rating on their games, which was meant to be geared towards children, it really affects the marketing and really affects the sales too. That's why um mm-hmm. Smash Bros when they announced Bayonetta or when they announced uh this dude from No More Heroes, they didn't use the the franchise's name or from Assassin's Creed at two from Assassin's Creed they use or Altair I'm sorry Altair they didn't use the franchise they just said oh Altair not Assassin's Creed because then that Nintendo Direct would have been mm. rated M or for Bayonetta when they announced Bayonetta they didn't really reference so much the game but just the character itself so it didn't become rated right. so it's it, it, it it's a whole marketing thing so I'm, I'm pretty sure there's some lawsuits are going to come around from who this knows, but yeah. who we'll knows yeah we'll see about that it's Peggy so who cares alright hell yeah brother um so yeah I guess we should uh, get to the big meaty subject of this video because I actually oh this uh, episode because I have a lot to say um, as you guys have probably heard, um, a big Twitch streamer called uh, Tim the Tatman has announced that he is voluntarily leaving uh, Twitch to go move to YouTube streaming. Now, um, of course, this is a great thing for him. Now, I know that the first question people are going to ask, like, was he offered money? Was it this, this, and that? Was he given the Mixer deal? Probably we don't know. I mean, like, it wasn't, like, as public knowledge as, like, with Ninja that he was told, like, yes, I was offered and exclusively signed into Mixer. Um and he made a huge video about right. it oh, where he's being interviewed. Yeah, because it was yeah. a big deal at the time. It was like, hey, like he wants to make it like a press conference and blah, 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 blah. But uh, what fascinates me so much about this whole thing, for one thing, though, um, it makes me happy knowing that he left 
Twitch, not that he got banned off of Twitch, unlike his certain friend, like Dr. Disrespect, who um, was banned off of Twitch, who, yeah. as I don't know if I brought this up on the podcast before, um, has said that he finally knows the reason why he was banned off of Twitch, and he plans on pursuing a lawsuit against Twitch, which I'm very interested to see how that plays out. Because while, yes, he won't event, you know, he won't say publicly, probably, because of the advice of his lawyers and whatnot, um, eventually when the I feel like he said too much when he said Yeah, that's the problem. problem. Yeah, like he, like he probably he... was, I don't know, maybe he was just caught in the moment or, you know, people probably want to know, like, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know, so, yeah, and it's, it's America. Right. Like, people will always yeah. be like, oh, company, I stubbed my toe against the fucking door today. Are you going to sue? Are you going to sue? Like, you know, that's yeah, like, maybe, I don't know, maybe I might sue maybe. a couple G's out of them, you know. Going back to my point. Um yeah, so Tim has left Twitch, and Twitch, you know, they even gave him a goodbye. Say, hey, Tim, thank you, you know, so much for being here with us. And what I, I'm very fascinated with, um, yeah. now, I admit, I, I, now, full disclosure, I am a Twitch streamer at twitch.tv forward slash TV. you know, selfless plug, plug there, you know, no shame. Um, but it's always been fascinating with me with seeing a lot of people moving over to YouTube streaming, um, mainly voluntarily, because unfortunately, though, there have been cases where people have been banned off of Twitch, like Deller and Dr. Disrespect, that they moved over to YouTube streaming, and then they go back to Twitch if the opportunity arrives, and the general speaking, I looked into like what are the benefits of streaming on YouTube and versus the benefits of streaming on Twitch, and from what I can understand and the gathering from what I got, Twitch, generally speaking, pays better than youtube streamers essentially uh yeah if you're a bigger content creator then that's definitely ch- that's true yeah because like part, yeah. I, I was um because there was a great guy mm-hmm. um i watched called uh, harris heller from alpha gaming that he talked about his time where you know he went from making 10k a month on twitch to making 3k a month on youtube streaming and to me that's just kind of crazy like why would you voluntarily take a pay cut you know, like that. And I thought, okay, even if this guy's taking a pay cut, well, what about the bigger guys? You know what I'm not saying this guy's small or anything. Oh, I, I think I can answer that question. Um, I was just going to say is that, like, even sorry, Doc has even said that, like, you know, why would he sue for, you know, why would he sue for Twitch outside from, you know, shitty terminations and stuff? Like, he's still doing really well. But he's explained, like, even I, like, even I have uh, suffered a financial loss moving from Twitch to YouTube. I, I guess because, you know, when you're in a contract and partnerships, you get a little bit of extra, you know, a little bit of extra better pay and things like that. But, um, like, that's a good point where it's like, well, then why would you right. voluntarily fall for that? And with this Harris guy, he explained that the reason was that he didn't like um, the idea that Twitch was essentially just only being a streaming platform. And he didn't like the fact that he was streaming under a different name, which he prefers, like, everything being under one branch under his name because he was streaming under the Alpha Gaming channel. And then he's like, well, I'm going to stream under my name on my YouTube channel with Harris Heller. And I thought, okay, that makes sense. Like, you, you know, you want to put everything all consistent. And, um... Marcos, what was he you were, were going to say? So when it comes to people going from Twitch to YouTube streaming, uh, when they offer these contracts, one of the biggest things I saw in my research is mental health. Because normally you would see in these Twitch contracts that they would uh, say, hey, you need to give us 200 hours of streaming per month. And that is roughly about 40, maybe more hours. Um, yeah, probably more than 40 hours uh, a week. When it comes to streaming, and obviously, Fuck, we, I can't do that. That YouTube would drive channels. me up the wall. Right, we've seen multiple YouTube channels about like, "Hey guys, like I need to take a break because I'm making content. I'm just having a little creator yeah, burnout. Out. You know, I'm not burned yeah. out, but like, I, 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 right." And these people like make videos every now and then, right? Like these are just creating videos. And this is not live streaming, right? But some of these 
YouTube gaming, YouTube live stream contracts are a hundred a month, which is about 20 to 25 hours. I can't remember the actual precise number per week. Um, that is amazing. Like for mental health, because obviously with a lot of Twitch creators, they, um, sure they're wrecking a lot of money with these million dollar contracts if you're big one of the big bigger um absolutely right, bigger og uh twitch streamers but 40 plus hours a week it's kind of like eh but if it's your bread and butter like and that's cool. like if you're tyler one and you just enjoy streaming just enjoy streaming you're having your, your crappy mic that you found for five dollars at a random like goodwill or whatever like you're you're just the meme you're just enjoying the meme or you can just like the the twitch streaming contract is just like we need hours that's all we really need so uh, a lot of people are moving over to the youtube just for the just for the mental health aspect of it um that's that's all they really require because yeah but can you really fault those people no I, I wouldn't fault them but to answer daniel's thing about like you make more money like that 100 percent. like if you're on twitch and you're and you're a big name on right. twitch yeah but you're also putting no not just that but also because right. twitch is essentially the quote um this harris guy he explained that twitch has figured out a way how to gamify supporting your content creator through financial means um through subscriptions mm-hmm. bits donations um and there's all these also these little minor benefits you get right. as a subscriber like um i've said that time and time again i think youtube streaming just needs a little bit more you know tlc a little bit more focus a little bit more care maybe take a little bit of more you know peek over the window a little uh, a little bit over their uh, purple neighbor and be like okay what are these guys are doing so right that is that we're not doing right like for example i think memberships need better incentives like yeah i know that they they've they say they're like oh well you get all these extra little perks that the the content creator has to provide like that's the thing though it's not like a standardized thing you know like for Mm -hmm. example i brought up the fact that like you can't use emotes from one youtube channel to another youtube channel which i thought that's kind of lame you know like some people i've known who subscribe to certain channels um they like the fact that like oh i like this guy's emote so i'm gonna drop you know five bucks a month because i want to use a funny emote from his uh emote list to another streamer because i think that'll be kind of funny or just entertaining yeah, it's free advertisement. advertisement. Exactly. So, I, so I, I've always thought about that. Like, well, why is it that like, why would you voluntarily do that? Now, I don't know. Maybe he was offered a financial incentive. Maybe he was offered a good deal, um, to move over to YouTube, which you know, it's fucking Google money. I wouldn't put it past him. But and at least it's not like a mixer situation where it's like a startup company that got bought by Microsoft and then later, you know, Microsoft used Microsoft money to buy higher paying, you know, streamers, thinking that this is what's going to carry the success of the channel uh, of the site. But you know, it's fucking YouTube. Like it's almost like it's so ironic too because. Because, like, if you ever watch, like, any Twitch, like, growth guide on any website, it's the same fucking advice. Keep a consistent schedule. Um, be talkative. And also, the key important thing, though, upload on other platforms, right? They've always told you that. Like, don't just yeah. only stream on Twitch. Because the discoverability on Twitch is practically non-existent. And yeah. I've always argued that it's not, it's like, the fault of Twitch. Because it's just that Twitch isn't the problem is that live streaming itself is the difficult thing how the fuck do you like make streams like discoverable because all you have is a category at the end of the day and not and at best like tags yeah. at most like what you can find is like okay first playthrough lgbt um asmr like things like that like yeah you have to f- like you have to purposely type that shit in though but with youtube and their algorithm it's a little bit more precise you know what i'm saying so it makes sense that why people like harris will be like well if i already make youtube content and i already tell people they have to make youtube content to watch me on twitch that means i have to make a whole other process of getting people who watch me on youtube 
to watch me on Twitch as well. And if there's a thing in marketing called yeah. um, you want to lower friction, essentially. You want to make the process for people to get to watching you, to paying you, as painless as possible. Sim exactly. Seamless, so, yeah. you know, to tell people from one site to go to another site is a fucking mission, surprisingly, right? And, you know, it, it's just like one of those things where I start thinking like, well, everybody has a fucking Google account, right? But there are people out there who just say, no, I just only want to support you only on Twitch. And then there's people who only want to support you only on YouTube, you know? Well, let me see if I can help, uh, at least through my research, help, like, tackle your points one by one. Um, when it comes to swapping over with Tim, going from Twitch to YouTube, to um, YouTube, the same with Lupo, Lupo, obviously, Dr. Disrespect is not in there. Um, but to, to briefly cover Dr. Disrespect, sure, he's having um, a financial hit when it comes to, to uh, his revenue. When it mm -hmm. comes to going on YouTube, but when it comes to concurrent viewers, he has a lot more consistent viewers than he on on YouTube. Than it it's not like Twitch. Ninja when he um, uh, why that when is? he went to Mixer. Like you just saw his viewership like drop no. like really fucking hard. Like I don't know if they count people. Plummet like hard, I don't yeah. know if they in Mixer they counted people who weren't having like active accounts. Um, you as a viewer, I don't know if they they properly did that, but I remember like. They're playing a game of fucking Uno with, like, Tim and, like, another guy. And he's just like, oh, how many people we got on Mixer? And he's like, oh, but, like, 500. Like, dude, is that, like, the entire website watching you? <laughs> Basically. So that's one thing, though, I will say with Dr. Disrespect. It could be similar to to with Tim. And uh, mainly because viewership, sure, will go up. And if you're running ads, you'll make a little bit more money with ads. But obviously, Twitch has the, the, the big uh the big uh what do you call this i guess you can call it monopoly when it comes to giving out beefy contracts when it comes to money wise but like in the past money. the original ogs right the original ogs from twitch they um they obviously um got big contracts in the past uh multi-year mm -hmm. contracts in the past was like hey we'll give you this many this much money throughout these this amount of years uh if you just stream exclusively on twitch with you can't cover this you can cover that this 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 and that this is our this is our tos you just follow the tos and that's pretty easy but now since um twitch is getting bigger a lot more streamers are getting bigger there as well um i'm pretty sure they can't really afford to keep everyone around so i'm pretty sure people are just just i wouldn't call it monkey branching but they're just yeah. looking at their options and youtube seems like a bit better Ooh. option um we can look at it at, at the most popular podcast in the whole world the whole joel rogan experience uh moving from youtube signing a 100 million dollar contract with spotify and just going to spotify now if you looked at his statistics more people would view clips of his podcast compared to the whole podcast people prefer just watching specific clips saying hey we talked about this over here or this over there but you wouldn't know what your what topics you would hear about when you just click on the entire episode so one thing about vods yeah. which is obviously when you think about vods uh -huh. video on demand you would think of youtube because youtube has a monopoly on that basically when you think of streaming right. you would think of twitch right because tw uh, twitch is just pure you're streaming so one thing about um investing your time is once uh you're done streaming on twitch the money stops right there because you don't have any other like if you're just streaming on twitch and you're mm -hmm. only doing twitch you were done with uh your stream you go straight uh into hey guys i'm done and i'm gonna go home now yada 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 bye 
the the stream ends there and your viewership to your fans to your patreons they're just they just stop right there but if you go to youtube and you watch clips or they can rewatch the entire video again they can see the content as a whole saying hey like this is this is what you yeah. missed right vods are a lot more convenient a lot more easier to to run down with so a lot of people tend to just put like actually hey, you know, that's, go that's a good point i can give you a perfect think... example um i love asmongold i love this guy right and i don't give a fuck about world of warcraft right i don't watch asmongold for his wow content i think asmongold as a person is very interesting to watch but if i like stumble on the stream because you know Alf, um harris is bringing up a good point where it's like streaming is going to be such a supplementary thing where it's like it's not going to be people's main form of content anymore because streaming itself is not only just not very discoverable but it's also really awkward because like you could stumble on in the middle of a stream and then maybe you're in the middle middle of a story and you don't have the context of what the fuck is going on you can't rewind it like you can mm -hmm. on youtube at least with like with youtube mm -hmm. you can move the video slider and then later you could just like get up to the story up to that point and then just click live and then it fast forwards you to uh what's current right now or you can hit 1.5 speed and mm -hmm. watch it just accelerated but like a lot of people tend to do that. they're like hey i already caught up let me well, just, yeah, yeah let me uh like yeah, i get the context now so let me just yeah, yeah. go back but um I, I bring up the fact that like with me with asmongold like i know asmongold mainly through his like other youtube channel what people do is that they'll like take his reactions and then they'll just like upload it onto youtube and then i get like the full context of the story and we're like oh yeah that's a that's a good point or like that's some good insight of it right there um and and that's where i i was gonna bring up this point where you know with twitch just only being a streaming platform um harris brought up a good point where he said that you the Twitch, if it doesn't evolve and start like implementing newer things about it, like for example, he brought up a really genius idea and I thought about this like, wow, that's a really good idea. Was that he said like why doesn't Twitch like have like on their app a dedicated like clips um scroll feature kind of like with tiktok because that's the big thing right now people with tiktok is such a great thing because it's six seconds there's no commitment and if you find something funny out of it you'll most likely go out of your way to find the streamer or at least follow the person's tiktok and then be like oh i'm gonna follow this person on twitch because you know i want to see the context of these clips or i want to see this person do this funny shit live you know and um, that's the thing with, with YouTube right. that makes it so good because with YouTube, you yeah. do have three options. You do have your streams. You do also have your videos and you also have those stories. You know, that's all three things matched into one. And going back with the Snapchat analogy, what happened with Snapchat? What was Snapchat's in innovation to, to, to the world? Introducing stories. It was a cool idea. But then what happened? Other websites just said, well, we could just do it as well. Twitter had it. They got rid of it for some reason. I thought the fleets were okay. Instagram has it. You Facebook has it. Even fucking YouTube has it. I think fleets suck, honestly. I think fleets are just snapchat just on a yeah but but that's the, the point though it's uh, focus more on like not the, the the exclusivity of snapchat focus on the fact that stories was not an exclusive idea it became you know anybody could do it no that, but that's not what i'm talking i don't care if it's exclusive i just think it's dumb to be on every single well, I mean, social like, media platform but like now know? look what happened with snapchat like now they're they're like, paying now they're, they the have content. to make ads to remind people that snapchat still exists like, have you yeah. noticed that? Like, ever since the, the shitty, like, UI update, like, people just like, all right, fuck this. Why do I even use this anymore? Like, why bother using Snapchat if, like, Instagram has it, if YouTube has it, if Twitter has it? Like, what's the point, you know? I'll do, I'll do you one even better. Even Instagram now has vanishing mode where if you're in the DMs, you just scroll up once you 
Same with Facebook. Right, you just scroll up all the way and it says, hey, you're now in vanish mode, so your messages will vanish after some time. It doesn't save onto the actual DM chat. So it's um yeah. it's 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 basically a uh uh a whole Snapchat copycat. But even though Snapchat is owned by wait, wait, wait. Snapchat is owned by Facebook, which owns Instagram, yeah. so seeing stuff like that, like it doesn't really yeah. bother me. Well, I don't think well, anybody's gonna go up in arms and be like, I don't like that you use a feature from another s- platform. I don't like that you make posts. MySpace did it first. No, I mean, well, the, the, I, I think it's, I just think it's dumb that it's on every single social media platform, not just, not just you know a few of them. It's like on every. I think it's on Twitter, mo- it's on Facebook, YouTube. Instagram. YouTube, like YouTube, really? Uh, it's YouTube not bad, actually. TikTok, essentially, it, it, it's essentially TikTok. You're absolutely right; it's not. But you have Instagram with Reels, and you have Instagram with Stories. Right. But I mean, I don't use Instagram, right. so this is like all new to me. But I, I know of of it. So the point I'm trying to get at with, with this tangent is that, like, for me, and I, I, and I hate to get into the topic of like counting a man's pockets. It's not my my style. So my initial thought was like, okay, if Tim is taking this deal. Maybe he probably didn't think like the money loss was that big of a deal. Um, you know, I, I at some point I started thinking in the back of my head, it's like, okay, you know, when Ninja left Twitch to go to Mixer, he clearly was offered like millions and millions of dollars, right? And then he became a free agent, he pocketed the money, he went on his merry fucking way, yeah. right? But the fact that he didn't just like go back go to YouTube, he went back to Twitch. Um, imagine if Ninja left Twitch again to go do YouTube. That's probably a pay loss right there. Now, I'm sure Susan will probably pay him money to incentivize him to make the move. But let's just assume that Tim wasn't offered that. Let's say Tim was like, you know what? I'm going to go stand with my brother in solidarity. I'm going to go ahead and and hang out with Doc. I'm going to switch over from the purple to the red, right? And at some point, I figured that it's like, well, you know what? Like, yeah, you're going to take a pay loss. But I don't think it's going to be like you're going to be starving anytime soon. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially if you're smart with your money, you probably didn't put all your eggs in one basket. You probably like, well, if anything, I could just take all the money that I made on Twitch and just like put it on everything else that will supplement it, if not surpass it. So I could just go on any platform the fuck I feel like, you know what I'm saying? So one thing I did see in my research is Twitch is a lot more popular and geared towards first world developed countries especially the United States, but Facebook literally has two point uh, two plus billion registered users. YouTube is basically automatically installed on all Androids uh, and get, most of the world uses Androids. So that's already another two plus, maybe even three billion users already on YouTube, already on Facebook. Um, look at T-Series, look at PewDiePie. They both have billion plus subscribers. They like obviously yeah. Twitch doesn't have those numbers. Twitch doesn't really hit the whole second and third world countries the same way Facebook and um and uh YouTube does. I mean, even look at WhatsApp. WhatsApp is probably one of the most used applications in the entire Western Hemisphere because uh of how like the southern the South America, Central America, and even North America, even in Canada, everyone's using WhatsApp. That is a Facebook uh, uh application is owned by Facebook. So uh, if you want to be discovered uh, and you want to do multi-streaming, which you know, prior to starting the podcast, Streamlabs has an option where it makes it easier to uh, to do dual streaming or multi-streaming because uh, you just hit a button, set it all up, and you can stream to multiple streaming platforms. One thing that 
you like uh, I think you brought it up, Daniel, that you want to diversify your 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 like like to, to get discovered. You want to just not stay on Twitch. You want to do other things. So Facebook. Um, I've known plenty of streamers who started off real real small and now they they have a name and they don't want to stream on Twitch and YouTube just because of preferences. But Facebook really got them on the map just because there's two plus billion users. Uh, that's one of the reasons why a lot of people want to transfer to YouTube. It's just to get a better, um, what do, you, what do you call it? A, uh, uh, yes, discoverability. There you go. So one thing that Twitch doesn't do is it, uh, just to cover one of the things you did, you did mention was, um, sure they have tags, but you could be scrolling for hours until you find that one person you wanted to find this whole time because you mm -hmm. can't remember the name, but like you pass by, you're like, Oh, th th there they are. Right. Like, which has a horrible and i mean a horrible freaking um what do you call it discoverability thing because it, it it works okay for the top like everyone oh yeah like the meta viewers. essentially is boiled down Less. that if you're the top dog from the early days you're pretty much going to be comfy for the rest of your life you're always going to be recommended like right. if you go on twitch like right now and the left hand side it's the same names xqc ludwig summit um shroud those names are uh, Amaranth. This lady doesn't get fucking ad support, and her name is still put on the fucking sidebar um, as, as with everybody else. Like, it's just boiled to a point. Now, I'm not saying because a lot of people get this idea, like, when fucking, you know, they when Mixer was a new thing, every fucking schmuck was saying, like, I'm going to leave Twitch, and then later I'm going to be successful on Mixer. Like, no, like, no, 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 dude. You're just playing in a different league at this point. You still got fucking competition, you know? I'm not saying that, like, if I go to YouTube, all of a sudden I'm going to blow the fuck up. I just think that with YouTube, there's a higher chance that I might succeed because of the way how the YouTube system is set up, you know? And plus, you know, with other content as well that people could be like, oh, I, for example, I watched this uh, guy who does Fallout content all day. I watched one of his streams, and then later he just does a lot of Fallout content, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch him live stream because I know that he right. plays a lot of Fallout. I already know this guy because I've already seen his videos. If you watch like a Tyler One fucking stream and you don't even like League of Legends and maybe, you know, aside from the memes they make out of him, you might not get a quite understanding of this character. You know what I'm saying? Um, quick. So one thing about discoverability on Facebook and YouTube, it's a little like their algorithms are very scary when it comes to like when and what you want. Sometimes people... Uh, there are many cases of like people getting um, pregnancy tests or uh, plan B ads prior to a woman who knows that she's pregnant. Like Google will know, Facebook will know prior to you even knowing that you're pregnant. And they'll just throw it in there. These ads are like super like they, they, they know when you poop. Like Facebook literally knows when you poop. If you're using Facebook or you're using Instagram, with your locations on or your when you have a um when you have your internet on and you're connected to some sort of Wi-Fi out there and you're eating at a cafe no, no. or something 6 hours later or it, there's a window uh, Facebook will know when you're going to go poop it studies you that algorithm that AI is creepily accurate Welcome to the future, it's like, it's scary Right, so this is the AI that already exists that makes our lives easier. I mean, do you guys even use the Explore option on YouTube? 
or do you just go to recommended because the ai the algorithm in youtube already knows exactly what you want exactly what you want to look at so sure it'll recommend the same video like the same channels over and over again like you're already subscribed to but it'll also recommend like it happens to me today it happened to me last week saying hey here's a, a new channel I never heard of and i started i started um i started just watching this channel because it was, it was recommended to me because this algorithm knows about it knows what i want knows when i want it somehow and i just clicked it and when i clicked it and watched the whole video and i didn't leave a comment or i didn't leave a like it still says that hey like you um you watch the whole thing so i guess we were right so the whole algorithm on youtube and facebook it's a lot plus with the amount of users you know over two billion users um it makes it much more easier to be discovered as well as um uh kenny have you heard of the warzone streamer uh thin Nope. No, you, I Daniel? haven't. I don't know. Well, he's one of the top dogs. In, I don't know a single Facebook streamer I at all. Well, he's not a Facebook streamer. I don't know he, any. Oh, okay. He does multi streams. He is he he um he is a uh, a big Warzone streamer. Like he's really really good at the game. He participates in multiple tournaments. Yada yada yada. Um, I only got a chance to know him through Facebook because it was just recommended to me because I was watching a video about Call of Duty, which led to another video about Warzone and so on and so forth. And then it got me to his live stream. He's a, he was already set and he does multi-streaming. I think he does Twitch, Facebook. I don't know if he does YouTube as well, but I'm pretty sure his clips are on YouTube, but he, he has like multiple screens for like different um, chats. That sounds it? like a nightmare uh, to check his chats. I mean, uh, I'm sure. Look, it. I'm I'm he, fine he with it. Look, I, I he, my take on multi streaming is if you could do it, good for it. I I just don't personally think it's worth it. I think you should just pick a platform that you're more comfortable with and just go from there. Um, because sure, if you're bigger, but if you want to be discovered, you need to. No, I get that. That's why I was saying earlier is that there's... why you have to stream. That's why you have to do other content on yeah. other platforms. So fuck it. If you're doing Twitch, all right, make those Twitch clips, put them on TikTok. That could help you. If you're gonna do it on Instagram or whatever, do that as well. I don't saying that you have to multi. You have to multi-stream. I'm just saying that like you just have to use your platforms. Not all streaming, just make content for each platform you know what i'm saying like okay good example deller i've discovered deller right. through his rage right. comps right one day i stumbled on his twitch stream right. became a fan of his ever since right that's a good example right there he didn't okay. multi-stream he just made his best parts of his streams and i was like oh i'm gonna watch this guy and at first i was like you know people type in be like where's the rage where's the rage i'll be like no fuck that this guy's really good at apex i just want to watch him you know fucking dominate you know well, to counter your your claim, when it comes to it's like it's kind of annoying to do multi-stream. Sure, that was the case back then, but it's a much more easier now. Both of you have Streamlabs, and well, Streamlabs makes multi-streaming a whole. No, lot I seamless. believe you. Yeah, I get that. I'm not. I'm not even just talking about like just a headache of it. I mean, like aside from you know fucking operating three chat windows, I think that. It's just also right. the fact that, like, it's going to be very difficult for companies to be like, hey, you should, you know, exclusively stream on our platform and we're going to incentivize you with it when you're already streaming on their fucking platform. One thing I will say about reading chats, uh, many viewers, I mean, viewers, many content creators tend to just ditch reading the chat. Mainly well, it's impossible. It's just like kind of annoying yeah it's impossible or it gets annoying where they have to like stop every now and then and they make it a like a mission and a half just to like oh i have to listen to every i have to read every message i have to do this this, and that um uh a lot of people tend to like focus too much on it which is sort of like mm, not too good but if that's what you want to do i mean more power to you but uh when it comes to uh just just doing multi-streaming honestly if you're just starting out 
and you don't have an exclusivity contract, why do you want to restrict yourself to just basically doing one thing that to a, a specific platform that doesn't want to help you at in any way discover uh, for you to be discovered and get bigger? And they just want you to just keep mm-hmm. bringing in as much money you want, like as much money that you can bring to them. They're not going to help you out in any way. Unlike and the when it comes to Twitch, since it's mostly a first world country application or streaming platform, um, most people who who uh, what do you call it who stream and who watch these streams are from first world countries. Obviously, um, Hispanic communities uh, like sec- in second world countries are doing better when it comes to streaming. Like people from Me- Mexico or people in South America are seeing a little bit more success on Twitch from these second world countries, but that's, that's not the rule. It is the exception. So mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it's something that you, I would recommend personally just to get yourself this, just to discover, uh, to put your brand out there, make it more discoverable uh, to help you out. And then also diversify using with clips going on instagram tiktok whatever you can just to spread your message around and be the that annoying sales guy saying hey look at my stuff over here, yeah, don't, look don't over s- here. and try not to look, not sound attention. desperate at all well i, I think that's subjective because if you're just multi-streaming i if you think that's someone being desperate from the get-go then no that's it is on you. that's but what i'm saying I it do is on me i understand I just that no that's what i'm saying i just believe that's like you should use each platform for what they're good at individually if you're gonna do uh stream on facebook and twitch okay whatever but if you're gonna stream on youtube well why don't you just take the best parts of your stream and just put it on youtube at that point and then later that's easy you know how easy it is to type in twitch compilations easily oh right you um you brought up the whole clipping thing like Like, that's what i'm getting at like that's why i tell people like why i don't think you should do multi-streaming because you're using what's the best part of twitch you live stream because that's what it is you don't do videos on twitch because you can't and secondly that's what the platform is for you do stories on instagram because that's what they're good at right you Mm. do the same thing for tiktok you do videos on youtube because what is it good at doing youtube that's doing videos, and that's what I'm, like, saying. It's, like, rather than doing all that multi-streaming crap and then later have to, like, stress the shit out of the servers and things like that, and, you know, and it's not going to work as easy as it sounds because it's there's always a fuck-up from everybody I've ever heard that ever tried it. Um, I just don't feel like that you're not using your proper streams at that point. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, like, imagine, like, your entire content is like a body right your right arm is good at videos so use it for youtube your left arm is good for streaming use it for twitch your left your right leg is good for clips you put it on fucking uh tiktok your uh left leg is good for social media use your twitter you see where i'm getting at like that's my way of looking at things you know i'd rather Mm -hmm. use the best parts of certain platforms to help myself rather than just putting equal effort on things that don't really help in the same process you know what i'm saying um well all right so when it comes to Twitch users, and this is just me thinking about it as a, you know, here's a, another um, question I want to know. Sorry to interrupt. Like, what is the number between streamers to to Facebook uh, on Facebook? Like streamers to watchers on it. I'm assuming that it's much more smaller, right? There isn't that much competition because everybody who has a Twitch account could get a stream key and then stream on Twitch, right? Wait, what, what do you mean? Like, by okay, to do you think everybody who uses Facebook wants to be a streamer? who no. uses no no uh, but here, no. here here's the like i guess you're using a fallacious argument for that and here's why the amount of users that are on facebook easily get close to three billion like i can look it up right now let me see how many users are on assuming that they facebook, all watch streams right? 
two point no 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 just users. We're not talking about mm-hmm. watching streams. We're just talking about users mm-hmm. as a whole. Two point eight nine billion monthly active users as of the second quarter of twenty twenty one. Now let's do Twitch. It's anywhere between four point one forty one point five to fifty one point six million. Uh no, right now it's for. In 2020, there are 41.5 million Twitch users. It is estimated to rest at 51.6 million. Dude, that's more than a thousand. I got to do the math on that real quick. Uh, That's, dude, that's. that's, It's definitely a number. Yeah, I I understand that. Yeah. yeah. It's way more than a thousand. Way, probably 2,000% more. Like, it's some arbitrary number, right? Don't, Don't take my actual math for it. But it is crazy. Facebook also does something called boosting. Boosting is where it takes with their crazy ai that knows exactly when you're pregnant that knows exactly when you're when you want to plan b when you and then knows exactly when you want to go poop right that ai that algorithm could just hey you're watching a video about the office right all right cool cool no problem hey we also saw that you like the office you like uh you like this show you like that show hey you also play video games um hey you like the uh, netflix right um Here's the Witcher. Hey, we also saw that you saw interest in gaming. Hey, would you like some? Would you like to see some Witcher clips? And if you stay watching a Witcher clip for more than like I think thirty seconds, like an actual like video, um, it'll keep recommending you stuff. I think there there, there is a limit. Like if, if you're watching a video, it'll keep recommending you more of that video, like more of it, right? If you're watching Brooklyn Nine Nine, uh, if you watch like more than like fifteen seconds, the next video beneath it will be replaced with another Brooklyn Nine Nine video. So so on and so forth. And this little boosting thing also works for live streams. It'll randomly just recommend you randomly. And you could just scroll past it whenever you want. You could just scroll past it. Right. Um, the, uh, what do you call it? Just a live stream. And if you watch it for just a mere 10 seconds, it knows that you're interested in, 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 in streaming. I mean, not streaming, but watching a stream. That's how they got me. That's how I'm watching 10, like whenever I'm just looking at Facebook for memes, and I click on something and I keep scrolling uh, things that are related to this thing out of nowhere. Here comes Drew Dog, uh, an Australian Warzone player that I like watching his stuff because he's such a wholesome dude. Uh, here comes, uh, oh, what's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Uh, a whole bunch of uh, Facebook streamers that are just streaming on Facebook. I never expected to, to watch streams on Facebook, but the AI literally got me into seeing these streamers who Good only job. stream on Facebook. Basically, 3 billion users in contrast to a 4.15 million users. If I were to commit, uh, this is the whole like reference I wanted to make, the whole hypothetical. If I were to make a market where in a city where there is 2 million people, or I can make a market where there's, um, uh, how, how would I do this? 50, 41,000 people. And my whole thing is, hey, I'm going to open up a new store in the area where I'm going to make the most money. And get my name tossed around eh, and just more popular. I'm gonna do it in the bigger city because well, why not I'm hit both hit cities? More traffic. I'm gonna hit more. I don't what do have you mean? money for it. But oh, that's the whole thing with multi-streaming. But you don't want a multi-stream. That's what I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get into the whole like why you should do Facebook streaming. If anything, if you look at the 2020 analytics in the um uh when it comes to streaming, Twitch did excellent, especially in quarter two to three. Uh, it, it boosted, it boosted, it dipped a little bit in quarter four, but it still kept going on in 2021, right? Facebook had the most, the, the biggest, um, boost in percentages wise, percentage wise, because obviously more people are using Facebook for, for, for streaming and a lot of stuff because of, of lock-ins mm-hmm. and whatever. Right. But that's like from like, imagine having like a hundred streamers to like 20,000 streamers. Sure. The percentages are, are different, but even then, um, with the whole lock-ins right, and the right. whole, uh, yeah, everyone's watching more had, content. Yeah. Um, 
Right. But on YouTube, every like YouTube was was kind of lacking. It was like, eh. so it, when it came to streaming, gaming as well. So if if you want to diversify your your um, your portfolio, you might as well. just Yeah, do, do whatever the hell you want. Right. I, who the platform? fuck am I to tell you what to do? I'm just only saying why I would never do it. But um, yeah, but going back. But essentially, I know we went off this this whole tangent about like multi streaming, things like that. But my point is, though, exactly is like my take on the whole like the switch from going from Twitch to YouTube. I see the reason I can see why a lot of people do it because they like the brand recognition. Like going back to the Harris guy, he said the reason why was that he liked the fact that everything was under his umbrella. He brought up the fact that Twitch, you know, streaming mm -hmm. is no longer just a Twitch only thing anymore because you can stream on Instagram, on Twitter, on fucking YouTube now. Right. So that's not like. Yeah, so it's no longer like a Twitch Everything. only thing you could do, you know, and um, and people and I, and I think that that makes sense where it's like, well, if I'm going to make YouTube content anyways, why don't I just stream on YouTube as well? Because now people who are subscribed to my YouTube channel right. for my YouTube content already knows like, hey. I'm live and like they don't need to like wait for me to tweet about it. They don't got to like follow me on a different website altogether. Like shit, I'd be for sometimes like there'll be YouTubers that make a Twitch page like early on in their career and then later they don't use it for the longest time. And then then they have to I have to follow them on Twitter just so they could tell me that, oh, yeah, I'm live on Twitch. And it's like and then you see like they got like nothing on that platform. So obviously, though. It, aside from the obvious thing that you know people probably go to twitch because they know that they get paid more and you know and that's that's the risk you take when you leave that platform there's some people out there who are just like well i just like mm -hmm. the uniformity because maybe they make their money back or maybe they'll be making more money um with the combination of the youtube success that it you know it basically overlaps essentially so i don't think tim is going to be struggling anytime soon going from it because clearly after he did the move like you know doc and him have been streaming together they're both pulling great numbers it, it's great to see two friends coming back to stream again and if i could get off this one tangent yeah. there's always been this one thing i hate about twitch that i find it so ridiculous it's almost like it's almost like lord voldemort kind of crap where i hate where like if a twitch streamer is banned you know i get it it's like okay if a twitch streamer is banned you don't want them on their platform but the fact that you have to limit a streamer from talking about them is what kind of bothers me right so there, there was a yeah. time where, like, I was watching Linden. You know, right. he was doing, like, random trios in, in Warzone, right? And some guy said, like, oh, you're Linden. He's like, yeah, what's up, man? And he's like, oh, you played with Doc, right? And he's like, who's Doc? And he's like, oh, Dr. Disrespect's like, I know what you're talking about. And I thought, like, that's really weird. And then I found out the reason is because, like, Twitch doesn't want you to, like, give a gateway to any banned mm -hmm. per personnel on their platform but i think that that's so ridiculous because then it's like well what if you can't avoid it what if you're both competing in the same fucking tournament like i remember that was a big deal like doc was doing like a warzone tournament and then like symphony was like talking about like oh shit like wait if doc is here like does that affect and they have to like message their pr guy mid tournament be like yo is this okay can we do this or are we kind of gonna get fucked you know what i'm saying and um yeah i've always that's one of the issues I have with Twitch, especially with exclusivity. Like even Facebook and YouTube don't do exclusivity because they honestly don't. Right, care. and and that's also ironic too because I brought up the fact that like even IRL streamers are you know toxic or you know or con or problematic. You know they'll still use their clip content because to them Twitch is like well it's our content now so we might as well just use it even though like don't ask about this guy because we're not going to tell you what his channel name was because he doesn't have a fucking channel on our platform anymore. Oh, yeah, because he got banned. Yeah, so that's one thing, like, Twitch, like, it's... I don't know why they're running it that way, but obviously YouTube gaming mm -hmm. is going to be a... Um, I see potential. I Look, if you want my take on the matter, I see the potential. I followed a handful of YouTube streamers out there. 
I just think that YouTube needs to stop treating it like an afterthought. I think that they need to dedicate an actual page for streamers and actually give like proper categories and things like that because finding a stream um on youtube is such a fucking crapshoot it's like it's so like just a stream not a video just a stream is such a crapshoot and i think yeah. that that's the problem like, you know how they yeah. could easily solve yeah. it i've said this to marcos earlier before the pre-show where i said like guys like why don't they just pull out a tab where you just like you go down and you say youtube live and then you show everybody that's live go by category things like that but when you pull up like right now if i'm watching trying to find a live stream i just scroll past my subscriptions past my library past the home page all the way down to live and then later okay cool then we got a bunch of live videos right here but then it's treated like a fucking channel so you have to subscribe to the channel and then later you go to gaming and it's like okay cool now there's top live games and then there's just a bunch of youtube game content in the bottom but there's no like page where it's just okay here's all the live streams going on right now you know yeah that's one thing um even facebook's has their own like live chat like I've only stumbled on fucking on Facebook live streams. Like, I've never, like, clicked on anything to find a live anything. But then again, I haven't used Facebook in years. Right. But even their, um, uh, like, with like with the application itself on the phone, they have their own separate live section. And much like with the AIs, like, hey, if you've watched this content before, here's some random creators mm -hmm. that you've never heard about. And that's just, there you go. And they could be popular sometimes with 1K concurrent viewers and sometimes with like 10, um, uh, as well as with the actual website itself has their own little life page, even though I feel like maybe because I'm used to, uh, I guess I'm used to being on the phone, uh, going on the website, it feels a lot more eh, weirder, but they still have their own dedicated life page. I'm not quite sure if you guys saw it, but like when it comes to Twitch, having their channel like their whole like when you go into the home page and everything's like live everything looks so nice so pretty so well packaged but youtube nope. doesn't it's, have that again like i said it feels like, like an afterthought it's like the only way you're gonna know someone's streaming is if they're already streaming and that's or you're or, yeah that's what i'm saying like yeah that's it like yeah. i can't i don't know it's just like i feel like yeah. that that's what youtube needs to do they need to stop treating like an afterthought one thing that youtube does do that i really really enjoy is like hey um People who watched this video also watched this video, like in your recommended. So like if I'm watching a Super Mario Bros, like Super Mario Maker 2 video, right? For Papanga, Pangea Papanga, Ray's Fire, which is his homeboy. It says, hey, people who watch this also watch this. And I go, hey, man. And I see them stream together, too. So I'm like, I might as well watch them as well because it's the same mm -hmm. freaking content. Uh, and that's one thing that YouTube and Facebook and Twitch can better. It's like, hey, this person streamed with this person. That's like it. it's like it's like or or this post this person hosted this this stream you know how like you can host uh right. streams yeah so like on twitch which i think is phenomenal much like how you said um it's great that you can gift subs that's the phenomenal thing of twitch you can host another sub and their viewerships will try oh you mean like raids and stuff like that like yeah that's a smart thing too because that's a fun mm -hmm. thing to do too mm -hmm. as well just raid a small channel just for the hell of it and be like hey here's 500 followers right now dude and you know that that and that could you know that's your moment of time to shine where it's like oh shit i'm on i'm on the spot but god damn it this i can make it you know imagine you're just playing smash Bros. just to giggles. just to eat shit right just just because you want to and then out of nowhere hey um hungry box started raiding you and you're like oh snap and then in the future someone could like in the twitch homepage it says hey hungry box recently hosted or raided or whatever this channel and you'll get you'll get um once you get like people get recommended mm -hmm. to you that's, that's what I'm saying. These are like like the smaller upgrades that can help with discoverability. Just because, Again, yeah. why not? 
Okay. All I'm saying that's is all I'm YouTube saying. needs to take yeah. a look over the purple neighbor and just be like, all right, I want to copy that shit. And I think that there's a lot of potential, mm -hmm. but we'll have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. You know, minus all the stipulations. That, yeah, you know, YouTube isn't the purple neighbor. Yeah, the, the only reason why I'd be a little bit hesitant is that, like, the idea is, like, you know, it's always a bad idea to have all your eggs in one basket because, let's be honest, though, like, YouTube isn't, uh, <laughs> it is totally not a fair site that totally gives you good job security no matter what. So, like, that's the only. This is true. You can say one weird word that could be considered a proper word in your language, but it's demon like it's yeah. demonetizable in YouTube's TOS or because because there is no rubric on like hey you can't use right. these words you can't use this this and that. But yeah, it's, remember it's, when everything was a guessing game? <laughs> that so was ironic. fun. Mm -hmm. And their YouTube channel, a specific YouTube channel, came out saying, "Hey, we've tested like we we have like ten second videos, all of our videos, and all we say is one word, and we see if it got demonetized or not." And they say things like like something that's bad, like something that's good, right? But the singular yeah. version is bad, but the plural version of the word is okay. So imagine if they demonetize the word goose, but geese, you know, that's is okay. that's offensive in certain like, countries. Like Marcos, nonsense you like that. Be really considerate. I'm sorry. We're probably I'm sorry. we probably lost like some foreign country yeah, right now. We're probably you know. gonna starve to death now. <laughs> yep. You breathe. You go to jail. I'm sorry, guys. I guess I'll just uh, uh, I'll make, make sure you make an apology wrong, video. Uh, don't worry. Snap some uh, mid-roll ads here and there because, goddamn, we're going to make our money back. Um, plug your merch. <laughs> don't forget about that. And also, don't forget to advertise just... that you're also uh, you know, going to donate to charity. But really, we're doing it for the tax write-off because we're fucking rich, apparently. How about this? For my apology video, I'll start off with like, you know, breathing in. Oh, real make sure point. you're petting a dog, too, while you're at it. Let's oh. get some brownie points <laughs> for that. Yeah, yeah. I'm holding my animal, right? I'm holding a cat or whatever. I like, just say... Well, guys, you know, with a heavy heart, I have to say this, and it's 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 time to say this. But before I do, a word from our sponsors, Raid Shadow. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> it's just like, yep, this is what I wanted to see in the Malibu <laughs> video. This is exactly what I wanted to see. <laughs> so, uh, Anyways, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I, I just. But uh, yeah, I think we I think we should just go in and wrap because we're we're doing laps right now. Um. So yeah, everyone. Uh, thank you so much for watching and or listening to the DKM podcast. As you know, you can watch us here on YouTube. If you haven't yet, please follow me on Twitch at Pepper Live TV. We're so close to hitting affiliate status. I really, really, really tried so hard, and I only could get so far. Oh, you... Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, thank you so much. If you haven't yet, like you join our Discord server, follow us on Twitter. We give updates of whenever our episodes go live and any content we have planned out. Um, and we'd love to have you on board and see what you guys think about our show. And you know, talk directly to us. And maybe we have some fun game events uh, coming up soon. But uh, I think with that, guys, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up now. Take care, stay safe, and keep streaming. <laughs> and...